Chapter twenty eight of the Emancipation of South America by Bartolome Mitre, translated by William Pilling. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Piotr Natter. The First Campaign in the Highlands, eighteen twenty to eighteen twenty one. Peru may be looked upon as a conglomeration of mountains enclosed within a sort of triangle, whose base on the third degree of south latitude measures about eight hundred miles from which it extends southward for about fifteen hundred miles to the southern frontier of upper peru on the eighteenth degree of south latitude where the width of the triangle is reduced to about sixty miles this territory comprises three zones the coast zone the highland zone and the mountain zone along the shores of the pacific ocean lies a belt of sand never more than sixty miles in width cut by twenty-three rivers which flow from the highlands to the sea through fertile valleys separated by deserts of sand-hills moved to and fro by the winds on which sand-hills there is no sign of vegetation neither are there birds in the air nor reptiles on the earth a far-stretching series of deserts on which rain never falls this is the region now in part occupied by san martin and his army on the east of this tierra caliente rises abruptly the western range of the andes further still to the east stretches the huge line of the true cordillera between these ranges there lies in upper peru a vast table land but in lower peru the intervening space is intersected by numerous valleys and by the andine lakes which are sometimes as much as sixteen thousand feet above the level of the sea under the viceroys lower peru was divided into eight intendencias the most northern of these was that of trujillo which was also the largest in extent and by geographical position formed a distinct country those of lima and arequipa extended along the coast those of cuzco and puno lay further inland to the south bordering upon upper peru while in the centre lay the intendencias of huancavelica huamanga and tarma these three form the highlands of peru and are intersected in every direction by foaming torrents passable only by suspension bridges hanging from cables of raw hide note for a description of a similar bridge in chile see journal of captain basil hall Quote, this bridge is curious from its simplicity and from the close resemblance it bears to the iron bridges of suspension recently introduced into england to which in principle it is precisely similar it consists of a narrow roadway of planks laid crosswise with their ends resting on straight ropes suspended by means of short lines to a set of thicker ropes drawn across the stream from bank to bank these strong sustaining cords are six in number three at each side of the bridge and hang in flat curves one above another the short vertical lines supporting the roadway being so disposed as to distribute the weight equally the main or suspending ropes are firmly secured to the angles of the rock on one side at the height of thirty feet from the stream but the opposite bank being low it has been found necessary to correct the consequent inclination in some degree by carrying the ropes over a high wooden framework and attaching them afterwards to trees and to posts driven into the bank the clear span from the frame or pier on one side to the face of the rock on the other is one hundred and twenty-three feet 
the materials being very elastic the bridge waved up and down with our weight and vibrated from side to side in so alarming a manner that at the recommendation of the guide we dismounted and drove our horses one by one before us but it must be owned neither man nor horse appeared much at ease during the passage End quote. End of footnote the only roads from the coast into this region pass by deep gorges through the coast range of the cordillera and wind round the higher mountains along the edge of precipices ever ascending till they reach the table-land lying between the range and the main cordillera general arenales had already distinguished himself in mountain warfare as is set forth in chapter five and was thus selected by san martin at pisco to command the flying column which was to make its way through the highlands and rejoin the main army in the north which went by sea the chief object of this expedition was to spread the revolutionary propaganda through the interior of the country but it would also distract the attention of the enemy and possibly prevent the concentration of his forces at lima the column consisted of two battalions of infantry under major de Hesa and colonel aldonate one squadron of cavalry under major lavalle and two guns colonel rojas was chief of the staff on the night of the fifth of october arenales marched in a south-easterly direction upon ica where colonel quimper was stationed with eight hundred men at his approach two companies of infantry passed over to him and quimper hastily retreated along the coast he was pursued by rojas with two hundred and fifty men and overtaken at the village of nazca the patriot cavalry led by lavalle charged at once and taking the royalists by surprise utterly routed them with a loss of forty-one killed and eighty-six prisoners on the following day the sixteenth of october lieutenant suarez with thirty light horse captured the baggage so that the first force detached from the army of lima against the expedition was totally destroyed the movements of arenales were so well masked by the manoeuvres of the main army that the viceroy knew nothing of them until the thirtieth of october and then allowed several days to pass before he sent off reinforcements into the menaced district thus arenales ascended the mountain passes unopposed and on the thirty first of october occupied the city of huamanga after a march of two hundred and fifty five miles in ten days here he gave his troops some rest but sent out detachments under lavalle and rojas who routed several parties of the enemy very superior in number and captured the city of tarma so that by the twenty first of november he was in complete possession of the valley of jauja which is watered by the rio grande after arming the militia and giving some political organization to the liberated districts he marched on pasco which o'reilly had occupied with a division of one thousand men sent from lima on the morning on the sixth of december during a heavy fall of snow he occupied a hill in front of the town but separated from it by a small lake and by marshes o'reilly on perceiving him drew up his men in front of the town but the patriot infantry led by aldunate and de Hesa, advanced resolutely under fire of the artillery and drove them back into the town at the point of the bayonet where they dispersed while lavalle wading through the marshes charged the enemy's cavalry and put them to flight the trophies of this smart action were three hundred and forty-three prisoners including general o'reilly and colonel santa cruz a regimental flag and two guns 
but the most important effect of the victory was to open the road for communication with San Martin at Huara. Arenales had left a strong rearguard at Ica under two officers named Bermudez and Aldao, who, being attacked by very superior forces, were compelled to follow the main body up the mountain passes to Huancayo, and were much harassed on their way by hordes of Indian slingers. Meantime, the Spanish general, Ricafort, who was on the march from Arequipa to Lima with a detachment of the reserve, heard of the doings of Arenales and ascended from the coast into the highlands, where he was joined by a reinforcement from Cusco, and having collected 1,300 men, marched upon Huamanga. Here he was met by a horde of Indians, who had broken out in insurrection, and having got possession of some guns and a few muskets, opened fire upon him from the high ground in front of their city. He had no great difficulty in defeating them, and gave no quarter. The fugitives, being joined by other parties of insurgents, then occupied the village of Cangallo, with about 4,000 men. Ricafort marched against them with 400 infantry and 200 horse, and again routed them on the 2nd of December, killing a thousand of them without losing one man. The village was sacked and burned. Ricafort then returned to Wamanga, and then learning that Bermudez and Aldao had put themselves at the head of the insurgents of Huancayo, marched against them with his whole force, dispersed the raw Indian levies, captured the town, and sacked it. Aldao, who with a small body of horse had greatly distinguished himself in this affair, retired to Jauja, where, quarrelling with Bermudez, he put himself at the head of the insurrection, in conjunction with Otero, an Argentine, who had been appointed governor by the Patriots. Then, learning that Arenales had marched to the coast, he retreated to Reyes, but afterwards, hearing that Ricafort had withdrawn his force from the highlands and gone to Lima, he returned, reoccupied Huancayo, and raised an army of 5,000 Indians, to which he gave some rough sort of military organization. Arenales rejoined the main army on the 8th of January, 1821, after a triumphant march of 840 miles through the center of the enemy's territory, with a hostile army on each side of him. End of chapter 28